Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Just give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. We honor him for his presence this morning. I honor you for your presence on this morning. Can we go quickly to our text? I know the time is far spent, so I want us to go quickly to our text. I want us to go to the book of Psalm, chapter 119. I want to look at verse number 67. So grateful for the worship team. So grateful for Pastor Cole and Minister Dominique. Grateful for you setting the atmosphere for the Lord to speak. Somebody say, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. God, your people are here to listen what the Spirit has to say to the church. Psalm chapter 119, verse 67. I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. The Bible says, I used to wander off until you discipline me somebody say until but now i closely follow your word just one verse of scripture i used to wander off until you discipline me but now i closely follow your word you may be seated in the presence of the lord i want to minister from this subject this morning the place of alignment discipline is the place of alignment. Somebody say the place of alignment. One of the reasons that many believers never accomplish or fulfill what the Lord has set out for them to do is not because you have a lack of dollars. Somebody say it's not dollars. Uh, It's not because of the distractions in your life. Somebody say it's not distractions. And many of us love to say this. We love to say the devil is so busy, but somebody say it's not the devil. Many of us don't accomplish what God has set out for us to do because we're not disciplined. That, that's, that's the real reason we love to give excuses. I ain't got enough money. I've got all these distractions in my life. The devil is so busy in my life. But really, many of us lack discipline. And this is why Proverbs 13, 18 reminds us with these words. Notice what the text says, that poverty and shame will come to the one who neglects. Somebody say discipline. Discipline. Somebody say, I need discipline in my life. Yeah, y'all don't want to say that. I know we grown folk. We know we don't want nobody disciplining us. We don't want to walk in discipline. But somebody say, I need discipline. Because much of what the Lord needs to do in your life, yes, I know it requires his power. Yes, I know it requires the Holy Spirit at work in you. But watch this even more. It requires your discipline. So for many believers who are struggling to see the things of the Lord manifest in their lives, you may not want to question the promises of God, neither the power of God. You may want to question your discipline in God. Did y'all catch what I just said? I, I need y'all to focus this morning. Because see what right now we're undisciplined. Somebody say I'm undisciplined. I, it's not. We don't. We love the question. God, is, are these the promises over my life? I don't see God's power working in my life. But you need, may need to question your level of discipline. Are you disciplined enough 
for the Lord to do what he needs to do in your life. Paul speaks of those who lead the Lord's church um, of living a life that is disciplined in Titus 1 and 8. And I need us to see something about this word discipline that we find in Titus chapter 1 verse 8. It's the Greek word uh, uh, gratis. And it means self-control, restraint, or master over. Uh, somebody say, that's what I need in my life. And somebody may be saying, what do I mean? In other words, Paul was admonishing these church leaders to live a life in such a way, watch this, that they have masters over their emotions and not their emotions master over them. How many of us know that we allow our, our emotions to have mastery over us? In other words, uh, people have left jobs over emotions. Somebody say undisciplined. I've got to be able to master my emotions and not allow my emotions to master me. Uh, Y'all done walked out of jobs because you, you couldn't keep your emotions. Somebody say, in check. Uh, in other words, Paul is saying, I need you to master over the issues of life and not allow the issues of life to master over you. Because watch this, people have given up of what the Lord has spoken over their lives just because of the issues of life. Somebody say, I'm undisciplined. And, and, and Paul was saying, we have to master over, have to have mastery over the commentary of others and not the commentary of others having mastery over us. Because watch this, people have walked out of God-ordained relationship just because of the commentaries of other people. Somebody say undisciplined. Undisciplined. I, God is calling us to live a disciplined life. And, and somebody may be saying, why is this significant? Because if they can live disciplined lives, many will not discard, watch this, what has been designed by your life by God. I need y'all to catch what I just said. Many of us discard what has been designed for our life by God all because we're undisciplined. It's not the devil. It's not people bothering you. It's not distractions. It's not how many times I feel like I've been defeated by the enemy. But much of us discard what, what has been designed for our life just because we're not Discipline. Oh, I know y'all wanted to blame the devil this morning, but somebody say it's me. And as Paul was speaking to the church leaders in Titus 1 and 8, I believe he's speaking likewise to every disciple of Christ. Because where there is no discipline, you cannot truly be a disciple. I know Pastor Cole said that we need to all be disciples. Um, disciples are the only ones who can truly partake of communion. But what I really need you to understand concerning being a disciple, in other words, somebody say a follower of Christ, a learner of Christ. You cannot be a follower, a learner of Christ without discipline. And many of us call ourselves disciples. I'm God's disciple. I'm Christ's disciple. But nowhere in your life is there discipline. The strength of a disciple the steadfastness of a disciple. And watch this, the sign of a disciple is found in a disciplined life. If you want to see a real disciple of Christ, you're going to find somebody that lives a disciplined life. Discipline, discipline. Uh, because where there is no discipline, you cannot be a disciple. And if we can be honest, the, to be able to restrain our flesh, it requires discipline. I don't know about nobody else. I know you think it's the Holy Spirit. And yes, I walk in partnership with the Holy Spirit. But in order to restrain my flesh at times, someone say, I need discipline. To remain in our walk with God, it requires discipline. And, and at times to respond in righteousness, it requires discipline. 
And the sad reality is that we have many who call themselves disciples of Christ, but who live such undisciplined lives. And this very word, this is why the very word disciple is derived from the word discipline. If you're going to find a disciple of Christ, you're going to find one that is disciplined. And just you can look at it in any context. That word disciple is just not um, 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 regulated to the, the Christian believer. But I see so many monks that are disciplined. I, I see many who, who follow um, the religion Islam who are more disciplined than believers. Uh, somebody said, I've got to be disciplined. And the reason, watch this, that I know that they follow Islam and no other religion is, watch this, the sign of that is by way of their discipline. They will stop anywhere at the time of prayer and pray because they're disciplined. So the sign that I'm really a follower of Christ is not that you got some little cute thing on your license plate that say you're a daughter of the king. It's not that you've got some tagline under your email signature with a little scripture, but it's right. Watch this. The real sign is your level of discipline. Because we love to call ourselves disciples, but we have no, somebody say discipline. Uh, and, and many believers can't keep a job for at least a year because they're undisciplined. Many believers can't control their tongue because they're undisciplined. And many believers, watch this, can't be anywhere on time. I ain't just talking about black folk because we're undisciplined. Somebody say, I got to discipline myself. Somebody say, I got to discipline myself. Believers like these, and watch this, here's a word of wisdom, will make excuses and have you believe it's not them, it's because I move by the Spirit. I, 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 I got to be where the Spirit is leading me. Uh, but that's not the Spirit. You're just stubborn. Somebody say unwilling to be disciplined. Oh, don't, don't, don't put that on the Spirit. Somebody say don't put that on the Spirit. I'm going to tell you why you can't put that on the spirit. Go, go, go to the next screen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40, let all things, somebody say all things, be done in decency and in order. Somebody say discipline. Uh, in other words, there's, there should be this level of order to my life because I serve, watch this, a God of order. I have this spirit that resides in me that only operates, watch this, by order. I say that I serve Christ and Christ says I do nothing unless the Father tells me to do. Somebody say that's order. In other words, I can't say that I love God. I can't say that I live for God. I can't say that the, the spirit of God is in me. I can't not even say that Christ is my Savior and Lord and not live with a life of order. Somebody say I've got to be disciplined. And maybe the reason why many believers, watch this, many unbelievers don't want to come into this relationship with Christ is because they see your life and it's so undisciplined. Whew. Somebody say, help us today. Help us to be more disciplined, God. Uh, we serve a God who is disciplined, the spirit which is in us that is disciplined, and we're called to live a disciplined life. And God, watch this, God and his spirit are not as abrupt and, and compulsive as you make him out to be. Uh, somebody say he's disciplined. He's not abrupt and compulsive. Somebody say that's just me. Now, now that's not my God, that's just you. And this is why God desires every disciple to have a disciplined life. Because a disciplined life or a life of order is a reflection of him. 
Did y'all catch what I just said? It's not that God wants to keep me in chains. It's not that God wants me to limit uh, in terms of what I can do in this life. Really what he's saying, the reason why I need you to live such a disciplined and orderly life, because it's a reflection of me. And if you're going to have my name, somebody say if I'm going to have his name. I've got to live a disciplined life. Somebody say, I've got to be more disciplined. I've got to be more disciplined. And I know this may seem controversial to some, but I believe a more disciplined life would lead to, watch this, a more delivered life. One of the reasons why I believe a lot of believers are not delivered is because they're not disciplined. Uh, somebody may be saying, how do I know? If we could discipline ourselves to be in the word, maybe the word would be more in us. Somebody say, delivered. Uh, if we could discipline ourselves in stewardship, I know you want to spend that money and the check ain't dropped yet. But somebody say, I would live in less poverty. Uh, that Somebody say, I need discipline. Uh, that, that, uh, I would be delivered from poverty. And if we could discipline ourselves in prayer, then the less anxiety will rule over our lives. Somebody say delivered. delivered. I believe if we can walk in a level of discipline, some folk won't have to lay hands on us. Some folk, we won't have to tear it at the altar. Someone say, so long. If I could just live a life of discipline, I'll feel, watch this, uh, uh, a sense of deliverance will creep into my life. Uh, we can be delivered from some things if we could just be more disciplined. And this is why my prayer throughout this series is that we learn to live a disciplined life. Uh, so that we can be disciples that the Lord desires. If anything, I want to be what God desires of, um, of my life, and that's a life of discipline. And it's important to note that if you don't make a, watch this, a decision to live a disciplined life, the Lord will use discipline to discipline you. Did y'all catch what I just said? I, somebody said, I got to make a personal decision. Because watch this, as soon as you come into this salvation relationship with Christ, uh, the mandate on my life is to live a disciplined life. And for many of us, we just get it and we, it can be caught and we say, God, I'm going to reflect you and I'm going to walk in a level of discipline. But for others, God has to discipline us. Oh, somebody say, God, don't discipline me. Uh, God, don't discipline me. I, I'm, I'm going to get it. Somebody say, I'm going to get it. And I'm going to talk about that throughout this series. And this is why the psalmist says this in Psalm 119.75. Notice what he says. He said, you disciplined me because I needed it. Somebody say it's good for me. Uh, so so I, I want to make sure that I make a decision before God has to discipline me. Because listen, y'all, God will discipline you by any means. Somebody say necessary. Ooh, God, I don't need you doing all that. I got it. I got it. And watch this. Before God has to discipline you, you need to watch the lives of somebody else that God had to discipline. Y'all know how folk don't get it until they're in the miry clay? I don't want to get there, so I'm going to watch you and get my life together. Ooh, somebody say, I can just look at you. I know, I know. I'm a, I done looked at some folk and said, God, I get it, I get it, I get it. Uh, therefore, over the course of these next few weeks, we'll examine how discipline is the place of adjustment. Woo. Now that's going to be a little bit tight on next week because we're going to talk about how do we now walk into discipline because discipline must be learned. Somebody say it must be learned. And then, then we're going to talk about how it's the place of affirmation. I know we don't like that, but watch this. He, the Bible says that he chastises or disciplines those he loves. 
Uh, so it's also the place of affirmation. He ain't trying to do nothing bad to you. Somebody say he loved me. It's also the place of access. In other words, there's only certain things that can be deposited in my life until I find myself in a place of discipline. I need you to understand something about uh, uh, the story or the life of Elisha and Elijah. Uh, Elisha had to discipline himself and be in position to get something deposited in his life. And it was only accessible by way, somebody say, of discipline. And then watch this. It's also the place of abundance. I, I shared with us um, Psalm 119. I, I believe it was uh, verse 45 or so. And it says that those that neglect discipline will fall into shame and poverty. Uh, in other words, if I want to live this life of abundance, and somebody say I ain't just talking about money. There are some things that God can only entrust you with until you get disciplined. The Bible says that um, if you're faithful over a few things, he'll make you ruler over much. Somebody say, I've got to be disciplined. Maybe the reason God ain't entrusting you with all of that is because he knows your life is raggedy and it's undisciplined. But this morning, I want to examine how a disciplined life is the place of alignment. In other words, discipline, hear this, is necessary to follow the Lord's direction. Uh, if, I, if I'm not disciplined, I can never follow the Lord's direction. In, in other words, it causes me to walk in the providence of God. It causes me to walk in the promises of God. And it causes me to walk in the path of God. It all requires somebody to say discipline. And many believers find themselves, watch this, outside the will of God. Because many believers fail to live a life of discipline. The quickest way. To remain in the will of God is to have a disciplined life. And watch this. When you find many believers wayward or astray, one of the key reasons why they found themselves that way is somebody say this, they were undisciplined. That's a sad tragedy. That means many believers, watch this. You can hear God clearly. You, I, know, I know you hear God. You can know what God wants you to do. You done wrote the vision down and you done made it plain. You can even see where God wants you to be huh? with great detail and watch this in great preciseness and still fail to find yourselves in that place because you fail to have discipline. God can speak to you. God can show you great mysteries and you can be so giddy in your spirit. But if you don't have a level of discipline, you'll never get there. Somebody say, I need discipline. The people that walk in the real promises of God are disciplined folk. And I believe the psalmist reveals this truth in our foundational text. Yet I believe the critical questions we got to ask ourselves of this truth is, watch this. Why is discipline the place of alignment? Why, 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 do it, why does it require discipline? I thought your promises was yes and amen. Why does this, what does discipline do in our lives that allows us to remain in the providence of God, the promises of God, and the path of God? That, those are critical questions we got to ask ourselves. Because watch this, if we don't answer those questions, we'll never take discipline seriously in our life. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Uh, so, so we've got to answer these questions on this morning. And I believe we find these answers in verse 67 of Psalm 119. The psalmist answered these questions. I believe we can receive the truths revealed in our foundational text so that we too can find ourselves aligned with the will of God. Somebody say, I want to be in the will of God. It's going to require discipline. So let's look at our text. 
Here's the first thing I want you to see from our text. The Bible says, the psalmist says, I used to. Somebody shout, I used to. I used Some of y'all still doing it, so you can't really say that. In order, watch this, in order for discipline to align the life of a believer, now watch this, discipline has to alter our life. Somebody say, I need to be altered. When you step into a relationship with Christ, all of our stuff and all of the things that we used to do have to be, somebody say, altered. And the way, one of the ways in which God does that is by way of discipline. Uh, so, so, so what do I mean? In the simplest terms, a disciplined life intends for us to stop doing something that we used to do. Uh, discipline wants us to stop being so quick to anger. Uh, somebody say, uh, that, that, that's discipline. Uh, discipline wants us to stop having such an ugly attitude. Somebody say, I got to get rid of the attitude. And discipline wants us to stop living with so much anxiety. Uh, discipline wants to alter my life. Somebody say it wants to alter my life. Uh, uh, so, so because God's intention for discipline is to cause us, hear this, um, to cause us to stop negative patterns and create new patterns. So what discipline does, discipline gives us a pattern to follow. Somebody say, I, I need a pattern to follow. Because when you've been living in the world so long, you've seen so many patterns, you need another pattern to follow. So discipline comes to give me, somebody say, a pattern. And this is why the psalmist says this in our foundational text, I used to. In other words, the psalmist was saying that there were some patterns in my life that weren't working for, for him. But even more, there were some patterns in his life that were just wicked. And if we can be honest, many of us, when we came into relationship with Christ, watch this, even right now, we've got some patterns that ain't working. We're doing some things, watch this, that ain't working and that are just wicked. Someone say, I've got to examine myself. Uh, it's, it's some stuff you've been doing the same thing over and over again and it's not working and not only is it not working not only is it wicked but these patterns watch this keep you outside the will of God somebody say I gotta remain in this will no no no, no. somebody may be saying how do I know I, I want us to look at Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 through 21 somebody say these are patterns uh, you, you know, the, the, the Bible says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery. Some people live in the pattern of adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. Some folk are just mean and nasty. That's the pattern of their life. And they've taught that if I could just be nasty, folk would leave me alone. So I say that's a pattern. Uh, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissension, heresies. This is why you got pastors and, and people leading church with selfish ambitions. Because it worked for them in the world and they think it's going to work for them in the church. Somebody say that's a wicked pattern. Envy, murderers, drunkenness, reveries, and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is why discipline comes to give us a new pattern. And this is how these wicked and patterns that aren't working will keep us out of the will of God. Because there's some things of the kingdom, somebody say of the kingdom, that I cannot inherit if I have, somebody say the wrong patterns. Y'all using stuff that ain't working and stuff that's keeping you outside the will of God. Uh, so, so it's important to note that this word practice, I believe it's on our screen, in verse 21, is the Greek word proso, which means what is done as a regular practice.
practice a routine or a habit. In other words, somebody say a live pattern. So Paul is saying there that there are some patterns that will keep you from the providential hand of God and the promises of God. This is why our text says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. So watch this. Maybe why some promises have failed to be fulfilled in your life is because some of our patterns are wicked. Did y'all catch what I just said? We're blaming it on God. We're blaming it on people. We're blaming it on all this other stuff. Go back to that next screen. That, the, see, when people do us wrong, uh, we like to have outbursts of wrath. And we think that's okay. We justify it in that. We, we see people get stuff before us, so we operate in idolatry. And we think that's okay. And really what it's doing is hindering us from the will of God in our life. So God says, you've got to live. Somebody say discipline. <sighs> So here's a word of wisdom. Before I give us that word of wisdom, this is why discipline in life comes not just to change one pattern from another of living, but a discipline in life comes so that your patterns would reflect the character of Christ. Did y'all hear what I just said? So it's not that I just stopped doing one thing, but I've got to ensure that I live a disciplined life in such a way that these new patterns now reflect the character of Christ. So when I'm examining my life, I got to ask myself these things, watch this, that that word practice says a routine, a habit that I regularly do, do they reflect, watch this, the life and character of Christ? Somebody say, I got to ask myself that. Your habits, your, your, your normal routine of living. Would God, I know, I know this is a cliche and I know it may seem simple, but what would Jesus do? So I've got to ask myself, as I make this decision, would Jesus really do that? So I'm going to say, what would Jesus really do? Yeah, you got to ask yourself that. I know it might seem simple, but it's keeping you outside the will of God. In other words, patterns that will align you with the providence of God. Discipline, hear this. Discipline that changes patterns not only requires confronting wicked patterns, but it also requires you crucifying wicked patterns. Because many of us know how to examine our lives and see stuff that ain't right, but you have failed to crucify them. Somebody say, I got to crucify them. And God will send people in your life to confront those patterns that are not of Christ, but you are still yet unwilling to crucify them. Somebody say, I got to crucify them. Because it's no good for a believer to acknowledge a demonic pattern that you have no intention for that pattern to die. And many of us know that we're living in demonic patterns, but we don't want that pattern to die. Somebody say, I got to kill it. How, how, how do I know you have to kill it? Because Galatians 5.24 says this, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and his desires. Because watch this, discipline that aligns with the will of God will always require a pattern that does not reflect the will of God to die. Somebody say, I've got to kill it. I've got to kill it. And many of us get mad when folk call us out about certain things that we do. Many of us cut folk off because they confront us about patterns that do not look like God. Many of us get mad at the pastor when the pastor preaching about nothing that I know about your life, but only what God has revealed me to preach. You get all offended and walk out the church. And you wonder why some stuff is still not manifested in your life. Someone say, I ain't wanted to die. I ain't wanted to die. And if I'm going to be Christ, I have to crucify my flesh and his passions and his desires. Somebody say wicked patterns. Wicked patterns. 
Because watch this, you will always hear this. Depend on a habit that you are used to until it dies. Did y'all, many of us depend on habits that got us through. When folk was nasty to us, we knew how to cuss like ain't nobody business. So they wouldn't mess with us no more. And the reason why there's some things that have been held up in our life because we're holding on to patterns that we're used to because we didn't call some things somebody say to die. You're going to always use a habit that you're used to until you cause it to die. To die. To, uh, notice this. Discipline will never be accomplished in your life until something dies. Now, 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 now sometimes you got to get on the altar to kill some stuff. There's going to be sometimes where you're going to have to fast and pray to kill some stuff. Because you really can't walk in a level of discipline until something, somebody say, dies. I want you to go to the next scripture that I have on the screen. Notice what Colossians 3 verse 5 through 7 says. And therefore you put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetedness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is a coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. What's critical about this text is that the text reveals that death is a prerequisite to being able to say that we once lived in disobedience. Paul is speaking here to the church at Colossae and says, in which you yourselves once walked in when you live in. But it says in verse number five that you're therefore put to death. In other words, I can't say that I used to do something unless something has died. Some say some stuff I just gotta kill. Ooh, some stuff I just gotta kill. No, that, that you ain't killed. It did not die. It's just laying dormant. Did y'all catch what I just said? For some of y'all, it did not die. It's just laying dormant because somebody said, "Catch me on the wrong day." Yeah, that's what y'all like to say. They just called me at the wrong day, Pastor Keith, because you did not kill it. It was just laying dormant. Somebody said, "I gotta kill it." Discipline that, that, that causes me to have another pattern of life requires somebody say something to die. Somebody say something to die. And here lies one of the reasons why so many believers struggle with discipline is because they make a vow and attempt efforts at discipline without the death of something. You'll never be faithful until something dies. Someone say, you can't make a vow until to live a life of discipline without the death of something. We want to be faithful without the death of lust. We want to be good stewards without the death, the death of laziness. And we want to be good, God, to entrust us with his truth of his word without the death of our lying tongues. Someone say, something has to die. You and all your good intentions can say, watch this. That I want to be faithful to my wife. Oh, that's a good intention. I know you look good on the altar. Everything's all well. I saw the pictures from the honeymoon and that's good. But watch this. Because I know my history, if I did not kill my lust, I would never be able to be faithful to Serena. Uh, so so I, I, I can have good intentions to say, God, if you give me that money, I'm going to do right by it. But your behind is still lazy. So I said, I got to kill laziness. Many of us are making vows to a life of discipline without something 
Somebody say something has to die. So here is a good a good assessment or a good a way to approach discipline. Whatever area in my life that I want to be disciplined in, I've got to find the enemy of that. Did y'all hear what I just said? I've got to find the enemy of whatever I'm trying to be disciplined of. And someone say, I've got to kill it. So if I want to be faithful, watch this. I've got to make sure that I have no level of idolatry in my life. Because idolatry, watch this, is the enemy to faithfulness. If I, want, if I would put anything above this God that I say I serve, someone say, I got to kill it. So wherever you want to be, I know you want this job and I know they want you, you want them to promote you, but but watch this, you don't know how to be on time. Someone say, I got to, someone say, there's some stuff I got to kill. Some stuff I got to kill so that God can use discipline to give me a new pattern that will keep me aligned with the providential hand of God. Y'all understand that? So the first thing is discipline patterns. Now let's look at the next portion of our text. I know, I know we, 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 we took a lot of time to get to this place, but, but I need y'all to stay with me. The next portion of our text says wanders off. In other words, a disciplined life knows how to tell you no. Somebody say that's good news. When you're disciplined, watch this, it knows how to tell you no. And sometimes we just need somebody to tell us no. Someone says, I need people to tell me no. What, what, what do I mean? I know this may seem comical, but a disciplined life knows how to tell you no to that slice of cake. Your behind no, that your blood pressure is high. Someone say, put the cake down. A disciplined life, watch this, knows how to tell you no to spending that cash. Someone say that I don't have. Someone say, good guy, I needed to tell me no. That's why y'all in debt now, because you're spending cash that you do not have. So watch this, a disciplined life knows how to tell you no to that messy phone call. Someone say, I needed to tell me no. Why is this significant? Because discipline not only alters, but discipline keeps you from going astray. Now that's good news, y'all. The reason why it keeps me in the will of God, because discipline knows when I have developed this routine, this habit, this thing that I regularly do, it will tell me to say no. Ooh, I know I know the world likes to say in moderation, but there's some things that, that moder- even moderation is off limits. Did y'all catch what I just said? When I'm trying to remain in the will of God, moderation will mess you up. Because watch this, the Bible says that there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. So in that moment of moderation, you might miss your season. Ooh. Somebody say, help me to live discipline. And you get mad at God and you thought that I could just, I'm just going to test this out for a little moment. And you miss your season. Oh, somebody say, help us today, God. This is why the psalmist says this concerning his life prior to discipline, that he would wander off. Nobody nobody else, but when you don't have no discipline, you just wander off, y'all. Before we had the kids... I was so disciplined. Me and my wife, we had lost so much weight. We was looking good. We was eating good. The kids came along, and I made it a distraction. But really what it was, I, was, I, began, I became again, watch this, undisciplined. That's why Pastor Keith got that little belly now. Because I'm, 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 I'm undisciplined. Somebody say, pray for the pastor. Y'all got to pray for me. I got to get back, get it back together. In other words, watch this. One who has failed to submit to discipline does not know how to be still in the Lord. Somebody say, help me be still. 
you know folk that just be here and there, you got, you got one business endeavor and then you jump to something the next few months. Somebody say, be still. You said that this one was the one for you and now three months later that ain't the one for you. You was, you was schizophrenic and not God. Somebody say, learn to be still. And discipline will cause you to be still. Oh, that's good news, y'all. Uh, somebody may be saying, and one of the things that hinders many believers is many believers don't know how to remain when God speaks. When God speaks, it requires discipline. So it makes no sense if I hear God and I'm not disciplined. Because when God speaks, somebody say, I got to wait. And many of us don't know how to wait, can't wait because we're undisciplined. Oh, we've got to be disciplined, y'all. So, so God called us to take the job but told, and told us to stay on the job, but we quit. Somebody say undisciplined. God called us to enroll in school and told us to stay in school, but we drop out. Somebody say undisciplined. And God called us to join the church and told us to stay at the church, but we leave. Somebody say undisciplined. And we blame it on everything else other than our undisciplined lives. We are believers that, watch this, that are masters of wandering from the will of God. I know some folk, you can speak into their life, you can know God has instructed them to do a thing, and they've mastered wandering. Y'all know the folk that can't keep no relationships, can't keep no friendships, can't keep no jobs, can't, can't, can't keep no money. God blesses you, the little stimulus checks came, and someone say they gone. They gone, they gone, they gone, they gone, because not, because listen, some of y'all spending on good stuff, but some of us were just undisciplined. God said, I'm going to set you up to bless you. I'm going to put it in your hands. But we were so undisciplined. And this is why our disciplined life keeps us aligned with God's will. Because watch this. The good news is, is that the discipline positions me. I want to be positioned when God moves that I'm right where he wants me to be. Somebody say, I need discipline. Yeah, I need discipline. I need discipline. I need y'all to stay with me. Let's be disciplined this morning. Don't wander. Somebody say, don't tell your neighbor, don't wander. Don't, watch this. Discipline is not influenced by demonic desires, distractions, or spur-of-the-moment decisions. Because discipline remains faithful to what the Father said. That, now, that's good news, y'all. When I live a disciplined life, it does not matter if a demonic desire comes my way. It does not matter if a distraction comes my way. And it does not matter if somebody gives me a decision that they say they need me to make right now. When I'm disciplined, I'm going to remain what God told me to remain. Somebody say, I just need to be disciplined. And we're missing out on what God wants to do in our life because we have not been positioned. So here's a good litmus test. I don't know if I put it on there. Here's a good litmus test, yeah. If you're easily tossed to and fro, influenced to move. Watch this. If you're influenced to move by desires that are void of God's approval, somebody say, I may not be disciplined. If I'm, if I'm influenced to move by distractions that look good but not of God, somebody say, I may not be disciplined. Watch this. And if you're influenced to move by decisions that lack counsel from God, I may not be disciplined. Someone say that's a good litmus test. You may not have a disciplined life. I, I need y'all to take that down. I need y'all to look at that. I need y'all to remind yourself of that. Because many of y'all think y'all disciplined, but you're not. Help us today, God. Help us. Yeah, we must ask ourselves, watch this. What influences us? The voice of God or the vices of this world? If it's not God's voice, then you are not 
disciplined. I'm going to remain until God tells me to do otherwise. Because a disciplined life, watch this, reminds themselves of what God said and what he did not say so that he might not be moved and remain positioned in his will. That's what a real disciplined life does. It reminds me, watch this, when I want to go astray in my marriage, I'm reminded that God told me that this is a vow before him and other, none of When I want to spend money that I know I do not have, I got to remind myself that God says if you're faithful over a few things, he'll make you ruler over much. So when I live a disciplined life, it reminds me of what God said and what he did not say. Because many of us run out of God's will because we're not disciplined because we have nothing to remind us of what God said and what he did not say. Someone say, remind me, Lord. He uses discipline to do it. When the enemy wants us to walk out on our marriage, we must remember what the Lord said concerning it. When the enemy wants us to give up on ministry, we must remember what the Lord said concerning it. And watch this, even when the enemy wants us to cut off our mama, somebody say, I need to remember. I need to remember what the Lord said concerning it. Notice what Proverbs 4, 26 through 27 a says. The Bible says, ponder the path of your feet. In other words, I give great detail to where I find myself. And let all of your ways be established. Somebody say discipline. And do not turn to the right or the left. So discipline says, I've got to remind my, because the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So unless you order in your own steps, it ain't nothing to ponder. Did y'all hear what I just said? So I'm going to remember where God has positioned me. And I'm going to let all of my ways, somebody say, be disciplined. And not turn to the right nor to the left. In other words, I got to remember what God said. And because if he called us to it, he led us to it and sent us to it. Discipline will cause us to stay and be still in him concerning it. Here's the word of wisdom. Here's the good news concerning a disciplined life. That means discipline not only causes us to remain in the Lord's will concerning some things, but it also causes us to not make some decisions that we will regret or cause us great remorse. People who live undisciplined lives always live in the place of regret and remorse. Because watch this, it takes me out of the sovereign hand of God. Someone say that's a dangerous place. That's a dangerous place. Some people, including believers, have walked out on some of the greatest opportunities, gave up on some of the greatest promises, and have dismissed some of the greatest blessings, all because they were not disciplined. Someone say, keep my feet rooted. Consider the home and Christian standard version of Proverbs 21.5. Notice this. I'm going to be out your way. I know it's, t- it's a little lengthy, but some of us just ain't disciplined. It says the plans of the diligent certainly lead to profit. But anyone who is reckless, how many of we know we know some reckless folk? Undisciplined certainly becomes poor. It's some stuff that God put in our hands, but we missed out on it because we were reckless. There were some things that God set us up to bless us, but we live now in the land of what if. I don't want to be a believer and live in what if. What if I would have just been disciplined? What if I would have just remained in you, God? And we miss out on it because someone say, I'm undisciplined. And this is why discipline in life keeps us in alignment with the will of God. Because discipline positions. Somebody say, position me, Lord. 
I'm, I'm done, y'all. Come on. This is my last point, and I'm out your way. The Bible says, until you discipline me. What the enemy wants believers to believe is that discipline will not keep you in his will, but that discipline will withhold you from some good things. You, 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 the enemy wants you to think because you live this such disciplined and orderly life that it can't be spontaneous, it can't be all. He, he wants you to believe, and I'm not saying a believer can't be spontaneous, though, so don't, don't take that wrong, but the enemy wants you to believe that some stuff, he's, he's trying to put some level of restraint on you that you're going to miss out on some good things. Somebody say that's the enemy. Yeah, that, 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 that's what the enemy wants you to believe. And notice this. This is why the enemy told Eve this in Genesis 3-5. Go to the text. You will certainly die. For God knows that on that day you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will become like God knowing God, good and evil. God was trying to discipline even Adam in such a way. Watch this, not to withhold them from some good things, but the enemy will come to you and say because you're so disciplined that you're going to miss out on some stuff. Watch this. In other words, the enemy told Eve, don't restrain yourself because the Lord want, wanted to restrict some things from you, from your life. But somebody say, the devil is a lie. I says, the Lord wanted Adam and Eve to be disciplined concerning the tree of knowledge because discipline would protect them. Someone say, protect me, Lord. Watch this. I need y'all to hear me and hear me good. I know, I know we may not like this. But some folk lost their life because they did not have discipline in their life. Somebody say, I need discipline. Listen, I, I, I recall when I was so young and I was living a life with no sense of wisdom. And there were some things that I did that God yet covered me. Somebody say that was the grace of God. But others, they perished as a result of it. Someone say it was a lack of discipline. So God says, I'm trying to bring discipline in your life to protect you. And the most dangerous place to be, my former pastor said this, it's outside the will of God. Watch this. And the sad reality is that, is that one of the reasons that many believers don't live disciplined lives is we think we're going to miss out on something. We think we're missing out on something, so we engage in premarital sex. She just looked too good, and I can't hold out. Somebody say we think we're missing out on something. We think we're missing out on something, so we eat whatever we want. And I know it may seem small, but somebody say, I can kill myself. We think we're missing out on something, so we give in just to fit in. Yet all God is trying to do it's to protect us. I, there were some times where I tried to be a part of circles. Sometimes I say church circles. And God was trying to protect me from certain church circles. But just because I wanted to be accepted, just because I didn't want my name slandered, I was trying to get in to fit in, fit in to get in. And what God was trying to do, somebody say protect me. Some of us are forcing relationships and God is trying to protect us from some stuff. Somebody say, stop forcing stuff that don't fit. And, and one of the ways in, in which I could stop forcing stuff that don't fit is to be disciplined. All God is trying to do, someone say, is protect me. How do I know? Let's go to Psalm chapter 84, verse 11. No good thing. Somebody say, no good thing. Will he withhold from them that walk uprightly? 
And in other words, when I walk in discipline, I walk uprightly. God says, I want you to live a disciplined life. So all of that stuff outside this level of discipline that you think you're missing out on, somebody say it ain't good for me. It really ain't good for me. The enemy knows how to put stuff and make it look good. But somebody say it ain't good for me. It ain't good for me. If he calls us to live a disciplined life, then our obedience to that causes us to walk uprightly. He's not preventing you from anything. Somebody say he's protecting me. Oh, that's good news because if we can be honest, void of discipline, we don't know how to protect ourselves from even ourselves. Y'all heard what I just said? When I don't have discipline, I don't even know how to protect myself from myself. When I see that, I just want to eat it. When I see it, I just want to spend it. When I see it, I just want to get it. And I don't even know how to protect myself from myself. Someone say, I got to be disciplined. Ooh, you will protect yourself from yourself. Because some of y'all know y'all self. The Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? The, even more, consider what the psalmist says in our foundational text. That his life was patterned after the ways of the devil. That he would always find himself positioned away from God. Watch this, until you discipline me. In other words, his life was in constant danger, void of discipline. Y'all got to catch that and catch that real good. That means void of discipline. I always find my life subject to danger. Ooh, somebody say that's a dangerous place to be. It is no different with our natural children. Watch this. Well, let me before I jump there. Um, uh, notice this. Uh, I lost my place, and I need to get there. Uh, it's no different than with our natural children. When we know that there are areas in our life, their life that lack discipline, we know that those areas are subject to constant danger. Y'all heard that? It's just with your natural children. When you know your children don't know how to handle their money, when you know your children ain't got no discipline over relationships, when we know our children don't know how to be, um, um, know how to be good stewards over their jobs, we know that they're in constant danger. And God says it's likewise with us. When he sees areas in our lives that don't have discipline, he knows we're in constant danger. Somebody say, I put myself in danger when I don't live in discipline. Somebody say, when I don't live in discipline. You know, children not disciplined in their money, they're in danger. Children not disciplined in their relationship, they're in danger. Children not disciplined in their decision making, they're in danger. And as it is with our natural children, so it is with us. Discipline, a disciplined life protect us from losing, watch this, that which God intended for us to have. Now that's good news. I don't know if I put this on my screen, but I, go to the next screen for me. This is for parents. You will do less rescuing and saving of your children if you spent more time teaching them to submit to discipline. I, I think I heard something that I thought was so crazy. Somebody say so crazy. So crazy. Now, this is just me because I, uh, I see some stuff different in the text. So I, I heard a pastor say this one day, that God had given him the Coast Guard ministry. In other words, always ready to rescue. Somebody say that's not your job. Your job is not to always be ready to rescue somebody that's left the God and God alone. And many parents have this um, notion that they, they've been given the Coast Guard ministry. For some parents, we got to stop trying to get our children to like us and start getting our children to learn disciplined lives. Now listen, I'm, 
I, I want to be like the folk that I see um, that can go on, on retirement and ain't got to worry about their grown kids asking me to pay their mortgage. I don't know about y'all. I don't, I don't want no kids when I'm 50 and 60 telling me that I got to watch and raise my grandbabies. Somebody say, I'm going to teach my kids to be disciplined. I'm, I'm going I'm, to enjoy my retirement. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to pray and push my kids to sit, live a such disciplined life. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to have to step in sometimes. But I ain't going to try to protect you from every constant danger when all you got to do is be disciplined. I'm going to give you a Bible. The Bible says just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. Someone say he's doing it for my good. See, I know I'm done because I'm losing my voice. A disciplined life is for our good because it keeps us in alignment with God's will because it protects us. Someone say, Lord, protect me. And if you want God to protect you, all y'all do is live a disciplined life. I'm done, y'all. A disciplined life will keep us in the will of God. And this is a place where we have access to the promises of God and the providential hand of God. It's at the place of discipline. And this is why the enemy desires for every believer to live an undisciplined life. You think, and I, I, who is it? Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. You, you, you want to do it your way. But God is really saying, I need you to do it. Somebody say, my way. And his way is a disciplined life. I know you want to live and move by the beat of your own drum. But somebody say, that is not of God. That's not of God. God says, I need you to be disciplined. Because watch this. If we don't live disciplined lives, the enemy knows our inability to be disciplined will deny us access, watch this, to our heavenly inheritance. Do y'all hear me when I say that? This is why Galatians 5 verse 24 says that if we do or practice such things, we cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. Some of us are denying our inheritance because that's what's been laid up by God and it requires discipline. This is why our discipline life patterns disciplined life positions and a disciplined life protects but hear this all to ensure that we remain in the will of God and, and watch this it's not it's one thing to be in the will of God but it's another thing to stay in the will of God so the real question is how do I stay there and I, 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 I can get there but how do I stay there because y'all know Pastor Keith was working out but he stopped working out somebody say he did not stay there Let's go to the next slide. Bible says this in a lot of portion of our text. It says, but now I closely follow your word. A disciplined life will cause us to remain in the will of God because discipline produces, watch this, prudence. Somebody say wisdom. When you live a disciplined life, you can really quickly point out folk that are undisciplined. And you see the fruit of their undisciplined life. Somebody say, then I receive wisdom. When I have wisdom, it will cause me to always remain in the will of God. Because I don't want the fruit that comes with an undisciplined life. I hope I helped somebody this morning. Let's stand to our feet. I want you to think about the areas in your life. I'm thinking about a whole bunch of them, y'all. That I'm undisciplined. And here's what I said. Watch this. Here's the critical thing I want you to get on your minds this morning. 
what is, un, what is the enemy to that area in my life that is undisciplined? That you need to die. Get that on your hearts and minds. Father, we thank you. God, we know the time and the hour is well spent. But God, we need disciplined lives. God, Father, you said and you declare throughout your word that a disciplined life is the desire of you. For every disciple, you require us to be disciplined. So help us, God, we pray. God, help discipline to pattern our life after your character and a reflection of you. Because discipline is a sign that we belong to you. So God, we need our lives to be patterned. We need our lives to be positioned. Help us to be still and know that you are God. The reason many of us can't wait for the next instructions that you have for us. Because we don't know how to be still. Discipline our lives, we pray. And protect us. God, we ain't missing out on nothing. I know folk live in all kind of lives and they look like they're having fun. But God, you said in your word that you discipline us for our good. Protect us, God, we pray. Don't let us be like Adam and Eve and kick us out of the place. That was the will of God for our life. But protect us, God, by way of discipline. And God, I pray, God, that every person in this place ain't got to gain wisdom by going through it themselves. But God, that we'll live a disciplined life in such a way that we can see folk that are undisciplined. We can see the fruit of their lives, the outcome of their lives. And it'll give us a level of wisdom to have prudence, to remain in your will. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your name. And I pray, God, for every believer in this place. They've identified the enemy to the area that they're undisciplined. Help us help them to kill it them to kill it. Help them to put it to death. Many of us have known and mastered the ability to make it be dormant. But God, we can't afford for some stuff to be dormant. We need it to die. Cause it to die, God, we pray. We love you. We adore you. We thank you, God, for what you shall share with us throughout this series. But God, we pray that this is a seed to cause us to live a disciplined life. Every, every heart that believed, say thank God and amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap.